Hi, I'm Beth Fuller, and you're listening to the Food Adventures Podcast. I know the world can feel intimidating or scary at times, but I'm here to tell you it doesn't have to be. Through the lens of food, we can learn so much about one another, celebrate our differences, and maybe eat some tasty food along the way. Are you ready to do this? I know I am. So let's go on a food adventure together right now. Hey everyone, you're listening to the Food Adventures Podcast. I'm your host, Beth Fuller. This is episode 47. Wow. (laughs) I say it every time. Wow. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. If you've been here a while, thank you for listening. I appreciate you. I love you. You're amazing. Don't ever let anyone tell you anything different. Don't take notes. I've taken notes. Go to my website for everything. Everything and anything. The secret to life. The winning lottery numbers. It's all on there. ElizabethRFuller.com. While you're there, of course, check out my beautiful photography. It's what I do for a living. So if you need photography, I am your gal. If you have questions for the podcast, if you want to be on the podcast, if you need culinary sleuthing of any kind, any kind, love advice, you got a new puppy, I've got answers. Shoot me an email, let's go on a food adventure at gmail.com and tag me in all of your food adventures on Instagram at let's go on a food adventure. Okay, let's do this, you guys. Let's go on a food adventure. So how was your weekend? What did you guys do? Did anybody do anything fun? I had a good weekend, but you know, it feels like that was now, you know, long, too long ago to remember. I do want to talk about the lunch I just had. Oh my God, it was so good because this is a food podcast. So why not talk about lunch? I, over the weekend, we went to, um, this super cute store. I'll give them a plug. Boston general store. They're absolutely adorable. The owner's fabulous. The stuff she curates in her store is fantastic. Um, and they have, it's just, I literally, I walk in and I'm like, I need to buy everything. I need to buy absolutely everything. The, um, she has two locations, one in, uh, Dedham and one in Brookline, Massachusetts, kind of near, right near Boston. And it's just, she does such a great job with these stores and the products she carries. So anyway, I picked up because I cannot not buy cookbooks. They are my, my joy, my happiness. And, um, yeah, I love a good cookbook. I could sit down with a cookbook and thumb through it in an afternoon like somebody would read through, I don't know, like a Vogue magazine or something. It's just, it's my thing. It's what I do. It's who I am. And this beautiful cookbook by um, Dana Henry, it's called Simple Effortless Food. What is it? Effortless Food and Big Flavors. So the, the photos are spectacular. That's one of the other things that draws me to cookbooks being a food photographer myself, I uh, just get super inspired by other photographers and their their work. And so if you're looking for a beautifully shot cookbook and some great recipes, look no further. This is a this is a great cookbook. I say that about a lot of cookbooks. I mean <laughs> and I mean it with everyone. Uh, but anyway, back to my lunch, back to center, back to me. Let's not pull focus. I made the boozy, It's I think it's called like boozy mushroom toast from this cookbook for lunch today. Oh my God. It was so good. 
buttery brioche bread toasted. You take some mushrooms, any assortment you can find. I got a really good mix. I went to Whole Foods. I sprung for the the chef's mix of like whatever mushrooms they had. Oh, okay. Then you take your mushrooms, you put them in a pan with some olive oil and butter. Don't touch them. Don't touch them. Let them get super caramely brown. No salt, no pepper, nothing. Don't touch them. Pull them out. I sauteed a tiny bit of shallot up in there. Put the mushrooms back in. Splash some. She says to use, I think, either sherry or I forget the other. Oh, vermouth maybe. I had some marsala. Splash some marsala up in there. Touch cream. Fresh parsley. Pop it on that. Top it on the buttery toasted brioche bread. And I put a poached egg on it because you know your girl likes poached egg. Oh my God. This is the lunch that dreams are made of. Like I, I was eating it and I literally at one point out loud by myself, Oliver's my emotional support fluff who always stares at me while I'm eating. I don't blame him. I would do the same thing. And he's staring at me and I, I look down at my food. Again, I'm the only human around. And I said out loud, this is very special. <laughs> it was so good. I'm going to be thinking about that toast now for, for a hot minute. Oh, man. But anyway, that's not what today's episode is about. Today's episode, we're doing a holiday special. Thanksgiving is right around the corner. I have some friends who are going to help answer your holiday questions. So let's get started, you guys. All right. All right. All right. My, my guests. My guests today. Oh, and first and foremost, thank you for sending in all of your holiday cooking questions. If you have more, hey, holidays are just beginning. (laughs) Send them all in. We'll do our best to answer them, or I'll do my best to answer them, or I'll find somebody to help answer them. Let's go on a food adventure at gmail.com. All right. All right. My guests. (sighs) These mystery guests. You may recognize their voices when they come on. I mean... One of these mystery guests has been on twice, episode two, and then episode 18 with the other mystery guests. You love them. I love them. And here they are back, back, back again. Please welcome back to the podcast, Sherry and Steve. I'm back. What? Right. Yeah, are you ready? Oh, wait, are we doing screen too? No. Do you, have okay, your co- do you have your coffee? He doesn't drink coffee. Okay. Do you, what do you drink in the morning? Look at him. What do I drink? I drink life, baby. Oh, great. Okay. All right. And, <laughs> and away we go. <laughs> they are back, back, back again. The dynamic duo of Sherry and Steve back by popular demand. Hi, kids. Hi, Beth. Good morning. Hello. <laughs> so for everyone listening, I have dr- dragged them on this, this Zoom for this uh, amazing holiday question roundup at 10 a.m. on a Sunday morning. So they very joyously both said yes, and we are all still in our PJs. Well, Steve, are you, I don't know if you're in your, me and Sherry are in our PJs. No, no, no. I am uh, fully dressed. I just walked the dog, so, you know. I walked my dog in my PJ. 
<laughs> Same. Same. I, I can't get away. I can't get away for that because you know my my PJs are. Don't. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> They're inappropriate. Listeners, use your imagination, mm-hmm. and so it begins. So today we're talking <laughs> all about the holidays. You guys asked a ton of holiday questions. We've been saving them for this moment. And Sherry and Steve are so pumped <laughs> to dive on in. So yeah, ready. Uh, oh, all right. I think we need a little more sis boom ba with that ready, Steve. Ooh. There we go. Um, <laughs> now, before we get started, I know you guys both celebrate all of the holidays, Thanksgiving, Christmas. Which one do you like better, Thanksgiving or Christmas, when, in terms of food? Oh, that's a hard one. It is. Yeah. And you have to pick only one. And I'll have a follow-up question once you pick. Well, does it count that we don't do Christmas, we do Christmas Eve? Doesn't does matter. It's still Christmas adjacent. See, I was going to say Christmas because there's two days of food. Okay. That's a good answer. You've got your fishy Christmas Eve. Yep. And then you've got okay. your everything. You're Italian. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So Sherry, is, is that what you agree with as well? Um, you know what? No, I'm going to go with Thanksgiving. Okay. Big fan of the uh of the post-Thanksgiving sandwich. Mm. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Thanksgiving. I like the whole, it's very rare that I get the whole thing because I live alone. So when the whole thing is there, it's very exciting. That is very exciting. Right. And what is your favorite thing, like dish that you look most forward to at Thanksgiving than Steve at Christmas? Uh well. I mean, I'm not going to lie. The green bean casserole, he, she's a classic. You can't have a holiday without her. You know, she's always properly dressed. She's lovely. Does um, she have the crispy French's onions strands yes, on she top? does. Oh, so we're yes, going classic. Does. Like, this is classic. like cream of something's in it. Cream of cheddar we use. Cream of cheddar. you got to have a cheesy. Mm. Now, on the flip side of that, I have started making... Um, Oh, years and years and years ago, I started making a butternut squash and cauliflower um, with a cheese sauce baked in the oven thing. And it's mm. delicious. And now it gets requested every year. So also, All right. I love it. Also, Steve? Yeah. Uh, I look forward to my annual clam. <laughs> Do you, can, you, can you elaborate on that? Annual clam. I don't love clams. Truth be told. Year, all right, everybody out there, Steve is finally setting the record straight. Steve doesn't every love clams. Year, though, yeah. I have a clam. Just one. It's a stuffed clam. Oh, a little lemon on top. It's nice. And I'm done. Like a traditional cohog stuffy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They're yeah. good. They're good. The buttery yeah. Ritz cracker. But I will crappy. tell you. There's yeah. nothing, speaking of stuffed, that I love more, and it's a Thanksgiving and a Christmas thing, a stuffed mushroom. Ooh. Spectacular. I could, that could be my whole meal, just stuffed mushrooms. I'm good. Really? Mm-hmm. All, All day right. long. Do you have a good recipe for one I that you can share? I have a great recipe. So you could share that. And Sherry, maybe you can share your um, casserole recipe for your cheddar cauliflower number oh you don't want the green bean casserole no 
I mean, it is a classic. So it is a cl- anyone can Google that on the Campbell's mm. soup. Campbell's, if you'd like to be a sponsor, by all means, we're sure we're here for it. But yeah. um, that's very Googleable. So we'll put both recipes in the show notes. Now, Todd had a question, the hubby. And hi, Todd. I, hi, Todd. And he, he wants to know <laughs> what are your two ingredients that you guys can't live without? Garlic and lemon. I knew that was coming. I mean, come on. He's Greek. Not to stereotype, yeah. but like. No, but it's 100% true. It's it's garlic and lemon. Always. Yeah. Yeah, I would say uh, garlic's in the mix for me as well. Um, you know what I love? Uh, garlic, onion, pepper, that, that trio, even though he said two. Okay. 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 I love that going on in, in the bottom of a pot. And you do that. That's like almost like your base for most things. It can be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I love it. I love it. So we're going to do a quick lightning round of holiday food questions. This is a yes or no. Okay. Or yeah. an either or. Okay. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Pumpkin beer with a cinnamon sugar rim. Oh, no. Sherry's face. That's a hard no. Steve. No, no, no. No, no, no. It's a very classic fall thing that you see here in New England. I can usually I have like believe. a fit. I will have uh, one and I will put a shot of vanilla vodka in it. And that's my one and done. I'm good for the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shipyard pumpkin. I don't like a squash based alcohol. Well, there's a lot of squash based questions coming up here. So, well, you're not going to like my answers. Go ahead. <laughs> The Grinch who stole the holidays. The fall. Maybe. Pumpkin. Okay, pumpkin no. spice latte. Nope. Uh, on occasion. Yeah, but it's a very rare occasion. I got to be in the mood. And I have to, I make my own. And when I make my own, they're not sugary and they don't taste like a candle. That's my problem okay. with the syrup. Mm-hmm. The syrup tastes like a candle, not into the yeah, candle. In my cock, in my, in my cocktail, in my coffee. Okay. Uh-uh. Now, really, honestly, pumpkin anything from pumpkin and yoki to oatmeal to hummus. Why are we putting pumpkin in everything? Why? That's a fantastic question. It's in cereal. It's in coffee. It's in and it started. What would you say? Ten years ago? Not even. Mm -hmm. Not even. I feel like a little Jerry Seinfeld moment here. But like, why the pumpkin? Why? So it's not usually the pumpkin, though. It's the spices that surround the pumpkin. You're absolutely they don't, right. You know, it's it's more the cinnamon, nutmeg, sugary kind of thing. Pumpkin is, pie you know, spice blend. Yeah, exactly. So it's not, it's not it's not really pumpkin. Although I will say the one thing that I put pumpkin in that is. Here it comes. Steve. Um, <laughs> I put. A, should we have I a Steve a, count for the, for the podcast episodes? We should. There's Steve. one. Um. I put a can of pumpkin in my turkey chili when I make chili. Mm-hmm. Because You've been trying I to feel push like that thing on me for years. Horrible. I have. It's really good. Well, because it doesn't taste, you know, you don't really taste it too much, but it gives it a nice body to it. Yeah. And some fiber. You got to have some little fiber earthiness. in your diet. There you yeah. go. Oh, don't get put me some, started. Put some bread in there. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> Next. Okay. Christmas cookies for breakfast. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. 100%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hot apple cider donuts. Yes. Oh, a yeah. million times. A yes. Those okay. are nice. And then you have to get them hot. Like that's a yeah. that don't, don't you dare 
skip the no. line and get the mm-hmm. pre-bagged ones. Don't wait in the line no. and get them. And bonus question, do you put the cinnamon sugar or do you go plain? Uh, Every time I've had them, they've had the cinnamon sugar on yeah. them. Oh, I've had the option. I feel like I, I expect that. Okay. All right. Fair enough. The cinnamon sugar. Yeah. A fall flavored sangria. Pass. I can get behind it if it's if it's not too cinnamony or sweet. Yeah, because like I don't want cinnamon in my wine. That really, you know. Yeah, I hear you. Well, a lot of red 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 sangria usually has some cinnamon. I don't don't want a lot of like I don't want them pumpkin spicing my sangria. That's just bullshit. Yeah, that is bullshit. Hot toddies. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I won't turn it down. Okay, great. Apple crisp or apple pie? Pie. Oh, both. Both. Yeah, I like a combo too. Like I'll do bottom with the pie, crisp on top. Oh yeah, that's just nice. Mm-hmm. Yep, classic. Yep. All right, Agreed. and last one: apple cider served hot or cold? Cold. Cold. Oh. Didn't expect that, did you? No, I didn't because to me it depends on the day. Like if it's a cold day and it we're like mm-hmm. afternoon, mull that. I'm in. If it's like it's just, no. It's just so refreshing to have it a is, nice right out of cold glass of cider. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. From a local place, don't buy the generic crap from uh I'm not gonna don't get the, the, the mots. No, no, no get mots. local Carlson's orchard apple cider another orchard mm-hmm. that you can find it's the best like all right we have so many stinking listener questions to get through this dynamic duo are you ready oh you ready okay great <clears throat> i can tell you're excited paul from i instagram- love these questions okay great paul from instagram writes you hear all about people brining turkeys dry brine wet brine do i need to brine does it really make a difference panel briny you want to answer this one uh did you call me briny i did (laughs) you did i know he wasn't talking to me i uh, so i have a problem with brining the turkey and my problem with brining the turkey is i like a crispy skin and if you brine the turkey you're not going to get a crispy skin i have a solution to that do you because i would love to hear it Okay. So when you brine it, so I do, I don't do dry brine. I do wet brine. <clears throat> the problem with wet brining is that you need to make sure you get a turkey that does not have these three following words on your turkey, self-basting, enhanced, or kosher, because that means the turkey already has a salt solution that has been pumped into it and it's not going to work. Problem number one. Problem number two, you have to make sure you have enough room in a refrigerator for said brine turkey, which a lot of people struggle with at the holidays because you already have a bunch of other crap in there. So, okay. And a vessel big enough to put said brine turkey in. So when you're done brining it, which is 12, 24 hours, you pull it out of the brine, you wash it, dry it, let it air dry, uncovered in your fridge for 24 hours crispy skin promise okay promise and it's the same thing that you do like have (laughs) you ever made cookie dough or tried this when you make cookie dough and you 
you either chill it back in your fridge for a half an hour so the butter comes back together and then you bake them. Or if you can leave it in your fridge for like 72 hours and then bake it, which is hard because you're making the cookie dough to eat the cookies right away. It makes it more like caramely, butterscotchy because some of the moisture has already started to evaporate from the cookie dough. So it's the same thing with the turkey that you're going to get a gorgeous, crispy skin, letting it air dry uncovered in your fridge. Problem solved. I mean, I'll try it. I will call you next time I make a turkey. Yeah. And you will, you can talk me through this. Yeah. And the only other tip with a brine turkey is that they cook quicker. So keep an eye on that bird, baby, because they will burn. Um, All right. Another turkey question. Dana from Portland, Maine writes, this year I'm hosting Thanksgiving and I was thinking about getting a turkey from a local farm. Does it taste different from the one in the grocery store? I mean, I would say, yeah. Have you had one? I mean, I'm trying to think. I don't know that I have, but I would assume that it would taste a lot better. So it's a heritage breed turkey is what they're usually called. And the, what's that mean? Right. It means that it's um, not mass produced. Kind of like if you ever heard the term heritage pig, it's just, it's an older lineage of the animal. Um, So with a heritage breed turkey, it's a different ratio of white to dark meat. You're going to get more dark meat in it. So it has more of a gamey flavor to it. The other thing that you have to keep in mind is that these suckers cook so quickly. They dry out and they will cook so quickly. Martha Stewart has a really good recipe on her website that I'll link in the show notes, but like, I'm talking this, this bird will cook in under three hours. And the other thing, when you pull it, you have to pull it probably when it starts reading 145 ish and you can tent it right, which is early for a Turk, but you, but you then are able to control and keep an eye on the temperature as you tent it because the, it's going to have that residual heat still going through and you can eat a heritage breed. I mean, don't quote me on this. I'm not a doctor and I'm definitely not like the FDA, but between like 155 and 160, you, you won't get sick. So that's just my two cents on that. Now, Steve, you're, any you're, thoughts? Yeah. Um, why not just go for that extra five degrees? Is it going to dry it out? Do you think? Yeah, it'll dry it out. You can, but it will dry it out. I'm surprised with more dark meat that it would cook quicker. It's a leaner bird. So even yeah. though it has more dark meat, it's still leaner because the commercial turkeys are pumped with a yeah. bunch of stuff to fatten them up. So with this bird, it's eating and foraging off of the natural grounds, mm. bugs and whatnot. And so they have, it's like more of a concentrated flavor that you're getting, but it's just still leaner, which makes, and the other thing too, I would never stuff one of these. You want to stuff this, like not with stuffing, but with like apples and onions and herbs and things mm-hmm. like that. And you're going to lift the skin up once this. So the other thing with this which you kind of want to do with any meat you cook, you put it on the counter and you let it come to room temperature, which usually takes about two hours. And once it comes to room temperature, lift the skin off the breasts and then rub those babies with some softened butter and then put the skin back down. That will help it kind of self-based itself as you're 
going through. I don't know if I would brine one of these either. Um, I haven't tried it brined, but I don't know. Maybe I would love to know if anyone has, and it's worked, but that that's my, again, two cents on. Well, now I want to get one of those turkeys. Yeah, you can. Um, Walden local meat. They do heritage turkeys in, um, the fall. So if you sign up for a meat share and then you can hit pause until you want to jump in, but, and there's no waiting list anymore. I think they opened it up. Yeah. And I mean, they're expensive or you can go to a local farm. I'm sure there's one by us out here in the West. I saw a few of them cross on route 20. (laughs) Just chase them around with a net. I don't know. Yeah, I wish you a lot of luck and I hope you've got great health insurance. Um, (laughs) Okay, Chrissy from Instagram writes, I decided to host a big family backyard dinner. This, Do you have any fall recipes that would feed a large family? Uh, uh, Sheet pan, anything. Anything specific that you like making? Um... I don't know. I think sheet pan, you can do pretty much anything. Like you put your chicken thighs in there. You got your nice root vegetables, some onions, some whole garlic cloves, and then you throw some spices on that and some olive oil and you're good to go. And you can just throw in sheet after sheet after sheet. You You got like three sheets going. You're feeding a ton of people. Everybody's happy. Everybody's happy. Mm -hmm. Steve? Yeah. Uh, Triple the recipe. Use big pots. Okay, great. I was thinking like great yeah, yeah, very short ribs. Cause I like things if I'm hosting and I'm feeding a crowd, especially in the fall, anything stewed and braised that can sit in a crock pot or an instant mm-hmm. pot, two thumbs way up, anything that'll yeah. hold like a uh, lasagna, manicotti, stuffed mm-hmm. shells, not just Italian food, but things that keep its residual heat in a dish that you can bring out of the oven, you know, can probably sit up on top of the stove for what, like a half an hour and it's still. Mm rip roaring hot like you're still possibly gonna singe the roof of your mouth with that bubbly cheese yeah but i like your idea with the roasted chicken thighs i um i am only now bone in skin on chicken thigh girl yeah it is 100 the way to go my god what a game changer with the way it's big difference huge difference they take a lot longer to cook but my god is the flavor so much better well, yeah. it's the, the time that it's cooking, though, makes it more tender. It's like mm-hmm. falls off the bone. It's mm-hmm. great. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, awesome. We'll link some recipes in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael in Oregon writes, I grew up thinking that stuffing went inside a turkey, but now as, now as I'm getting older, I see a lot of people baking it on the side, and they call it something else. What do you prefer, stuffing or the other way? TV? Um, I, Which I believe I is called it- dressing. If it's baked outside of the turkey. Okay. Then I would call, I would go with dressing. You didn't stuff as a kid? Uh, on and off, it depended on the year mm. and the and the effort. But for the most part, no, no. It was made in a big, uh, um, what do they call those things? Like a Corel kind of place. Oh, with the blue thing on it, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah. And I always felt like, you know what, once you throw gravy on it, it's going to be turkey stuffing either way. Yeah, copacetic. Sure. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Share bear. Uh, we do Greek stuffing, which is a meat and rice based pre-cooked kind of thing. 
Um, you're making a face. Are you nervous? I uh, know. I've never heard of Greek stuffing before. Do it's not tell. bad. I had it. It's very good. good. My mother makes it perfectly. It's um, it's basically like ground meat, usually beef or pork. Um, and then it's got some rice in it. There's raisins in there, which I'm not a big fan of. Mm. There's walnuts. Um, and basically, it's delicious. And you toss that all around, and then you stick it in the bird. And my mother will insist that you stick it in the bird because then you get the juices from the turkey. Mm. She has stopped cooking it inside the bird because now she's incredibly paranoid about everything. So <laughs> now we cook it on the outside, but she will tell me it is now my job to do the turkey. And I cannot tell you how many times I hear, save me some of that juice for the stuffing. Over and over and over. You're going to save the juice, right? You're going to give me some juice? Do you have any of the juice ready? Is the juice ready? Can you give me the juice? I just want to make gravy, mom. Can you give me a break? <laughs> but it does make a big difference with the juices from the bird in the stuffing. So I would say stuffing inside. Oh. I think especially for rice-based stuffing, it should have mm -hmm. the juice. Bread oh, and yeah. I mean, but, and you need a ton of juice too, because yeah. the rice is going to expand. Like. Mm -hmm. Wow. No, I've never heard of that. I'll have to Google a recipe and I'll toss it in the show notes. I'm a, I like, I grew up with the stuffing being inside the bird. I actually like it outside the bird. And the only reason is because I like the crispy top. So I yeah. like crispy parts of it. And when it's inside the bird, there's no crispiness. It's just mush. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mush. That's you do it right. You get the corner piece. It's nice. That's my jam. Same thing yep. with brownies, same thing with lasagna. I'm a corner gal. Mm -hmm. I need I need the corners. I'm not, I don't want to go in the middle. Uh-uh. No, thanks. This is a good question because this happened to me last year. Manny in Baltimore writes, I have a problem. I planted a garden this year with a lot of different things. And I'll be honest, the only thing that took off was the butternut squash. I have no idea why, but I have an insane amount of butternut squash. Do you have any recipes that aren't a soup and bonus points if it can be frozen? So I'm anti-squash for the most part, but I do <laughs> like butternut squash of all the squash. Just came hey. around. Just yeah. came around to the butternut. Okay. Okay. Uh, we made a we made a few dishes with squash and I did not um well let's just say I enjoyed it. Oh, what'd you make? Yeah. I don't remember, Sherry. Uh we made a butternut squash risotto. <laughs> Ooh. Yes. Uh, that, had, that was really yeah. good. Really it was good. really good. It was really good. It had some um what did we put on top of it? Like a crispy pancetta, I think. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it was nice. It was, it was really good. That was probably the best thing that we've done with butternut. I'm trying to think when else we used it. We did something else with it. Yeah, I don't quite remember, but um, yeah, the butternut risotto was super good mm -hmm. um, and really easy. Mm -hmm. That was one of the, um, one of the first ones we did when we started cooking. Yeah, it was pretty early. Cause I, he was convinced that he would not like butternut. And I said, I think we can change your mind on that. Yeah. And so we did yeah. this one and he yeah. really liked it. So that mm -hmm. was a good one. Um, mm -hmm. And I don't know about freezing risotto. So I'm not so sure about that, but you can I'm, freeze it into little balls and make arancini. Oh, there you go. Now. And then air fry them or deep fry them. I think also you could probably parboil cube and flash freeze the butternut and then yeah uh and then use it later 
Yeah, I agree. Or you could like, I was thinking you could do that. You could make it into a puree and then freeze Mm -hmm. it that way too. And then you have it for different things like a lasagna enchiladas. Um, yeah, I use it in a Mac and cheese where you take the butternut squash and you boil it with like onions, a little bit of chicken stock, and then you puree it, you waz it down. So then it's this really beautiful velvety orange color. Then you add in a little bit of milk and cheese, like really sharp, pungent cheese, like a Gruyere, something that's going to overpower the butternut squash flavor, but then it looks like Velveeta. And then you add in whatever pasta, cooked pasta you like, and it becomes this gooey, cheesy, beautiful mac and cheese, but it really does not taste too butternut squashy. Mm-hmm. And it's a nice way to hide it for people like Steve. <laughs> yeah. Butternut squash, just say, but yeah, we'll link a bunch of recipes in the show notes because I mean, you can roast it, you can toast it, you can put it in a frittata, a quiche, you can make a hash, you can... You know, I, I think you can cut it in half and stuff it like an acorn squash almost too. I mean, there's, like you said, a risotto. There's so many things you can do. And butternut squash will keep for a long time um, in the right storage too. So cure it, store it, and you'll have it for throughout the winter. So mm-hmm. Manny, you are one lucky person to have as much butternut squash that i mean steve's jealous if you can see steve's face well, right now steve is very jealous i don't know about that but you know in the right circumstances a butternut squash can be delicious oh there you go thank yeah, you Steve. I come around to the to the butternut okay great what about a buttercup a peanut butter cup no a buttercup squash oh i don't know what that is it's a mini version of the butternut like teeny uh-huh. tiny and it is so sweet it's like sugary, sweet deliciousness. Not convinced. I would try that. I would try that. Uh, so yeah, says. yeah. Of, of the squashes, though, the zucchini is the one that I despise the most. What did the zucchini do to you? Uh, What'd your grandmother call it? Horrifically terrible flavor. Um, it's terrible. I just, bleh, there's something my taste buds say no, reject, reject. <laughs> What did your grandmother used to call it? She had a word for it. Oh, gugutsa. Gugutsa. <laughs> what does that mean? Nothing. It's, just, it's slang zucchini. for whatever yeah. town she was born in. Probably. Yeah, gugutsa. My my grandfather called it cookazil. Okay. Southern Italy. That's, Who knows? Yeah. We yeah. were um that's that's in the gugutsa family. It is yeah. gugutsa family. Not far. <laughs> no, no, not far at all. Sherry. And in my family? Yeah. Kulakivi. Oh, I don't know. Kulakidi, which my grandfather also used to call me. So I'm not sure exactly what the name of that is or what that was. <laughs> my little zucchini. Oh, little term of endearment. Um, Alexa from Instagram. Alexis. Sorry. Sorry. Alexis from Instagram writes. I feel super overwhelmed during the holidays when trying to grocery shop for big dinners. On top of that, it just seems to put me so far over the edge. Do you have any tips for dealing with the grocery store during the holiday season? Yeah, Instacart. Now, I mean, Instacart wasn't really a thing before the pandemic like it is now, let's be honest. Like, and with Instacart and Amazon Prime and all of that, you need to plan ahead because those times sell out pretty quickly, right? 
Although I will tell you, if I were hosting a holiday party, I would want to pick out my own produce. Mm-hmm. I would too. I would start shopping early. Like I would yeah. pick your recipes now um, or as soon as possible, or hopefully before this podcast airs. And I would go through and see what dry ingredients you can stock up on now. If you have places to store them, if you don't have places to store them, I don't know how big your place is, then I would make places to store them <laughs> <laughs> like, under the bed in a closet, wherever you can find a little nook for a bag of flour. I would, I would squirrel it away somewhere in your apartment or home. And then, you know, just do the best that you can and try to take it easy on yourself and maybe have people chip in and help a little bit too. Like if you're feeling overwhelmed and you're hosting something, task somebody to, to do something, make something, bring something, maybe they should can go run into the grocery store for you, you know, but don't sweat it. Sherry, any advice? Uh, make a spreadsheet and mm. uh, just resign yourself to the fact that you're going to make multiple trips. Oh God. Yeah. Because you're always going to forget something. Always. And, always. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. But you know, I'm all about a spreadsheet. So I'm mm-hmm. like spreadsheet. It. No. Spreadsheet it. I love it. Mm-hmm. Gigi from Facebook writes, I feel like fall and winter is when I really want to be cozy with a fun cocktail. Do you have any good fall or winter winter cocktail recipes? Sherry, I'm looking at you. Uh, my go-to is the lion's tail. Always. Do always, tell. always, always. Um, bourbon. Allspice dram, lime, bitters. It's it sounds like it shouldn't work, but it works. It's just it's it's like fall in a cup. It's delicious. Straight up or on the rocks? Uh just it's shaken and strained. Straight up. What's the garnish? Um you, you can do like a little like a little twist of lime on there, but mm. um yeah, I've I've had it served with a sugared rim before. I don't like it. And it bothers me. Um, but yeah, no, usually it's it's no garnish for me, just as it is. It's perfect in its in its own self. Yum. Okay, we'll put mm-hmm. that in there. Steve. I'm a big cocktail person, but uh, I like an old fashioned. Me too. That's what I was gonna say. That's my drink of choice. Yeah, old fashioned, mm-hmm. even just a really good bourbon on the rocks. Um, if I'm not feeling going the yeah. whole mile for the old fashioned, because the old fashioned. They go down real easy when made well. Yeah. Like you can, yeah. you can turn around and you're like, how did I just have three? Like mm-hmm. where, where did the time go? Oh can't, man. Can't go wrong with an old fashioned. Yeah, I agree. I also, as before, when we were asking the hot toddy question, I love a like really throwback hot toddy with the studded lemon and you're cozy. I like a cozy drink too. So I like to at, at night sip on something like that in the wintertime and it's delicious. Oh. It's my jam, but I will link all of these in the show notes. Lynn from Connecticut writes, I love baking. It warms my heart. Oh, Lynn, we love that you love to do that. Oh. And uh, to make cookies during the holiday seasons and bring them to family and friends. I always do the staples, but do you have any different or more modern holiday cookie ideas? Steve? No. <laughs> no, I do not. No, no, Steve no. does not. Okay. No. Share Bear? Um, 
See, I uh, do like a cookie swap sometimes at work. Um, I've made in the past one that's like a, it's, it's like a regular butter cookie, shortbread thing, but it's flavored with a little uh, orange zest. And then you put um, like shredded chocolate in it. That's pretty good. Ooh, dark you like chocolate? the chocolate orange? What's that? Dark chocolate? Yeah, definitely dark chocolate. Um, so those are really nice. But uh, yeah, I don't make a lot of cookies. I count on my sister for that because she's really good at making cookies. Yeah, she is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I always count on the Italian bakery. Yeah, what's your favorite Italian also bakery good. cookie? You know, uh, you know the one that's like the, I don't know what it's called. It's got like the layers of color in them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. and thing. they're like anise flavored. Yes, those are mm-hmm. nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are good. I'm a like pit cells. When it comes to the holidays, if I'm going a traditional cookie, mm-hmm. I don't, my mom used to make them. My grandmother used to make them. There's nothing better than, I will eat the anise ones, but vanilla is my favorite, but I'll eat both. I love a classic pit cell, but there's other good ones. Like I, last year, I mean, um, gingerbread crinkle cookies. I like a crinkle cookie, but then they were really heavily spiced with gingerbread flavors, which I thought was really good. I also made, um, a chai spice snickerdoodle cookie. That was really good. Um, love, a I love chai. Yeah. And I like snickerdoodles. Uh, mm-hmm. and then this is not necessarily holiday but I made a flourless brownie cookie. So it's like a brownie mm-hmm. and a cookie and a flourless chocolate cake had a baby. And I would eat that. Yeah. Yeah. So was it like fudgy? A little fudgy. Almost yeah. feels like it could be underdone, mm-hmm. but it's not. It's not. Yeah. You post that would, in the show notes. I, would, I want that one. <laughs> I would want that. Yeah. Oh, maybe yeah. I can come to cooking club again. Yeah. And yeah. we can make them. do it. Sure. Okay. Sure. Okay. That was fun, by the way. We haven't talked about that yet. But. No, but we're about to. Todd in Massachusetts writes, my husband. Oh, I know him. Sherry and Steve, <laughs> how's Cooking Club going? Are you allowing oh, any go. new members? What have you made recently? <laughs> Look at that segue, people. Look wow. at that segue. It's you almost like I had the questions in advance. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Just saying. Okay, kids, yeah. how's it going? Uh, it's going well, although we are on a hiatus. <gasps> when was the last so cooking club? Oh, like three weeks ago. It hasn't been three that weeks. long. Oh, what'd you make? Yeah. What did we make the last time? Um, was that the fried chicken? Yes. Pulling it up. With the tuck uh, no. no, it was not the fried chicken. It was oh. the chupino. Oh, you made oh, a chupino? Yeah, it was, it nice. was so good. Yeah, it's so it easy too. Really good. Comes yeah. together really quickly. Yeah. You just feel silly beautiful. being at the fish market and being like, can I have four clams? Can I have yeah, three clams. mussels, two shrimp? Yeah. And looking at you like they keep putting the codes in the little weight machine. They're like, anything else? You're like, yeah, can I have some <laughs> cod, please? <laughs> um, yeah, that I was felt like a an really old world good. Italian. Yeah, I felt yeah. like I was yeah. uh, channeling my roots. And got some good one. crusty bread to dip. It was very, That'll, very nice. Yeah, it was. It was very good. That was our most recent. Um, but it's been good. We made what was that chicken? Oh, the Greek chicken that we did. We made Greek from, chicken. That was really good. That was a TikTok Cooks. recipe. Yeah, Holly Cooks on TikTok. Love him. 
Um, but that was a good like uh, Greek chicken in a skillet, um, which was perfect. Flavors spot on, mm. super easy to make, really juicy. Like it was great. It was perfect. Okay. That was a really good one. Um, what else have we done? Well, speaking of chicken and bone-in chicken, we made two kinds of chicken adobo because we were avenging oh, our previous yeah. last year's chicken adobo, which was horrific. It was just Disaster. a bad recipe. Yeah, it was a bad yeah, recipe. Bad. Then we made yeah. two in a row that were really good. What was the winner recipe the, from? Um, well, we, we differ we're on split. that. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're split. I liked the Joshua Weissman recipe. Yeah, he's great. He just came out with a cookbook. Yeah. Um, it was, I thought it was really great, flavorful. Sherry thought it was a little too much on the soy sauce, mm. I think, right? Yeah, it was It was too soy heavy. It was kind of almost just like. I thought it was fantastic. It's mm. a lot of soy. I couldn't stop eating it. Okay. Sherry, what'd you like? I can't tell you where the recipe came from because it was a friend of mine at work who I was complaining to chicken adobo about. And he said it was his favorite. And I was like, great, give me a recipe. Okay. And he literally sent me a photo of a page from a book. Ah, right. no idea where it came from. Mystery adobo. Love it. Yes. But I liked it a lot better. It had more ginger in it. Um, it just seemed a little brighter. Not yeah. as, not as, yeah kind of heavy but right. they were both very good like i'm you know i just preferred one over the other Steve. yeah i both was were, both were good yeah, yeah i yeah. was lucky enough to join you guys for one cooking club i haven't been invited back since <laughs> i take no offense to it i am trying to insert myself back in cooking club but we this made... is a private club yeah two <laughs> with an occasional guest right. Yeah. Let's have let's have a guest come in. Yeah. Also, yeah, yeah. we're really we're really bad at planning things. So basically, if you say I want to come this week, yeah. it's like, okay, cool. Let's let's do that. But if you're yeah. gonna leave it up to us, we're just yeah, gonna it's never yeah. gonna happen. Yeah, and we made a, an amazing Korean spice pork belly that so came out good. really good. It was super yeah. easy too, it wasn't hard. I Which still have 84 frozen. pounds of bok choy. Oh my I God. know the bok choy. You did buy an obscene amount of bok choy. I bought one bag of bok choy that was on sale and it was like, I want to say 45 pounds of bok choy. It really, like no exaggeration. You bought yeah. it online on yeah. some- uh, From Wee. Yeah. W-E-E-E-E or something. Yeah. I think only three E. Two E? I'd like I to throw know. in an extra, but yeah. And how much spread. was your 45 pounds of bok? It was like $5. It was like five bucks. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. thought, oh, five bucks. All right, that's that should be enough. Good thing I didn't say, well, let me get two just in case. You would have had two cases of bok choy. I was you eating bok choy for a week straight. Everything I had had bok choy in it. Yeah. Probably very regular. Spaghetti, Cheerios, a little bok choy. <laughs> really oh, complements the dish. It really does. Yeah. I am looking forward to, um, we're, we're going to do a cooking club in the next week or two. I'm forcing okay. you do it and by the way i like the way you had that recipe for the bok choy and it was just like a really simple sear and it yeah. was great yeah it really, did come great. Out really good yeah. i know yeah. it was a that really was, that was a great was, recipe we'll link it in the show notes i think it was a new yeah. york times i can't remember yeah good. the pork was great good. pork yeah, was the, really good too the That's... pork too that was from a tasty recipe that was mm -hmm. good mm -hmm. it was good that was a tasty recipe yeah and it was tasty there you go sherry yeah. was being yeah. punny and i Finally I, caught it. Yeah. Um, okay. Jin from Instagram writes, did you, 
Do you ever make your own cranberry sauce during the holidays? Is it worth it? Is it easy? No, there's no such thing. You want it out of the can. You cut off both the edges. You squeeze it through. It's got to have the line still on it served in one log. And then you slice that log and then you're done. That is cranberry sauce. Steve, no whole cranberry that is my there. only experience with cranberry sauce. And I, I was repulsed by it as a kid and I continue to be. I only make my own. I oh, refuse no. to get it out of a can. I don't oh, even no. know what that tastes like, fresh cranberry sauce. It's so good. It's so easy. It's literally, it takes all of 10 minutes, not even on the stove. It can be orangey. You can add cinnamon sticks to it. It's, I like whole berry anyway. So it's got like, oh my God, the color is beautiful. It is, and you can control how much sugar's in it. Oh, it's so good. Here's the thing. I love a cranberry. I love a cranberry in anything. Big fan. But if we're having Thanksgiving dinner and there's cranberry sauce, there is only one way. And I will say my dad went on a kick um, at one point where he was making everything chutney and he would make a cranberry chutney. I, we had chutney with every friggin' meal. It was like, dad, what's the chutney of the day? But he made a cranberry chutney and it was delicious. It was yeah. very, very good, but it was not Thanksgiving cranberry sauce. Do you do the jelly or the whole berry from the jelly? Jelly, oh jelly, my jelly, God, jelly. That's like cranberry jello in a can. It's so good. And it spreads perfectly on the bread when you make your sandwich the next day, but it's got to be the ocean spray one. That's the only one that's good. I love it. I can't. I can't. There's no other way. You can't even back me up. You people. I would, no, I will tell you. I, well, I'm not going to back you up on the fresh cranberry because if I got that, I would just want to pour vodka over it. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. But to me, you, you open up the can, right? You start sliding it out and you slide it right into the trash. Done. <laughs> I don't like cranberry sauce. All right. Well, you two can I love suck it. it. I love it. And mm. I make it from scratch. That's very un-American. Jenny from Instagram writes, <laughs> it's, my, it's my first time hosting a large holiday event this year. What time do you think holiday meals should start? 8 a.m. No, I'm just kidding. Start cooking or start serving? Start serving, eating. What time do you sit down? See, I always feel like if you're having people over and you're going to do some appetizers and cocktails and stuff, that's like around, get there around noon. Yep. But if you're going to serve a traditional holiday dinner, right around two, I think. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, I agree too. These people who are like, yeah, we serve at five o'clock. Oh, hell no. You're going to be in midnight. Right, then you're having your second dinner at like 9 30 exactly and then it's you go all to, about it second doesn't dinner. work no it you gotta doesn't have work. your second dinner no and you my second dinner is at home on my couch in my pjs i'm not having second mm. dinner with family yeah somewhere they're long uh-uh. gone by then long yeah. gone yeah. No, no, yeah. no 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 yeah. no no that's when you sit down and you have your nice tray of, of second dinner after yeah. everyone's gone but you gotta have your second Did dinner you it has just to say be your nice frozen. tray of second dinner your nice tray <laughs> I don't Nana, know with your you t- gotta have t- a lovely t- tray you gotta put your serving tray out and because it's the holidays you use your fancy tv tray okay. um you know the one with the metal legs that come out that are painted gold yeah. that's pretty design that's the one that you use on the holidays yeah. um but yeah you can't have your second dinner any later than like 
seven thirty. Yeah, 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 because then you just screw. So no, these late dinner people. No, any of you are doing apps and cocktails. Come over at noon. Come over at noon. You walk in my door. Here's your cocktail. Have some nosh. Okay, great. Two o'clock. We're sitting down and we're eating. I'm even going to argue that you could do an eleven o'clock. I agree with a with a nice like maybe a maybe like a sparkling. Yeah, um, I agree. Maybe you do like an apple cider mimosa or something. Brunchy, brunchy. French kind of yeah, like you, you serve yeah. a nice yeah. little, you know, and some tiny little cheesy things or whatever, yeah, exactly. and then move on. Yeah, if you're having a lot of people and like it's a thing where people are going to want to get together and meet each other and talk and whatever, then I would say you can start at eleven with a with a brunchy yeah. type of situation, but okay. work it into the day. But you want everybody out of that house by six. I'm sorry. Oh, five thirty. Get out. Get out. Absolutely. Yeah. Five o'clock. Get out. Or I'm leaving. I'm getting in the car. <laughs> I'm going to be pushing you out the front door, wrapping things up, pushing you out the front door. <laughs> yeah, ah! like I'm, I'm making coffee. Anybody wanted to go? I got to go cups for coffee. <laughs> 100%. Here's Bye. the Baileys. You can put a schnush in. Have fun. Yeah. Safe yeah. car ride home. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, I agree with you. This five o'clock crap. Oh, hell no. no. Oh, hell mm. to the no, Bobby. No, they um, got people there all night. Oh, yeah. No, no, thank you. No. Samantha no. in LA writes, can you help me? Me and my family. Oh, can you help me and my family settle a great debate? I love having healthier options at a big holiday meal. For example, at Thanksgiving, I like putting out a fall salad. My family thinks it's pointless. And these big holiday meals are the time when calories don't count and people shouldn't care. What do you think? Also, if you're pro salad, do you have a recipe for a holiday friendly salad? Steve. Uh, I, I tend to side with the family about you're, you're going there to chow down and salad is usually not on the menu. However, I wouldn't necessarily discount that if people like salad, make them salad. Yeah. But I don't, it, it, no one You no think one it's says, filler food and there's, there's taking up real estate for other food. Yes. And I yes. know beyond the shadow of a doubt, no one is driving to this place and saying, boy, I'm looking forward to that salad. No way. It's a really good salad. Then that's an after the fact. You know, that salad wasn't bad. But how about that turkey or that lasagna or whatever else you made that day? Mm. Yeah. They're not going to be complimented on salad. No, no salad. No salad. Mm -mm. I'm pro salad. Now, here's the thing. If you want to make your dinner healthier or provide a healthy option, then do it with like some like charred broccoli with lemon or, you know, some kind of like, I don't know. Do it with a vegetable, a steamed vegetable, a side dish, whatever. Mm. Salad at Thanksgiving. Eh. Okay, but how that about this? Said, how about this? Yeah. Say you're okay. going to a potluck Thanksgiving. Yeah. And everyone's tasked to bring something. So you're not, yeah. you have no control over the whole menu. And then you have people who bring green bean casserole. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like really the mm-hmm. vegetables are no longer vegetables. They are become something else. Yeah. So you, then, you know, at least there is one healthy option that you feel comfortable eating without blowing out your, say you are on Weight Watchers or you are, need to be calorie conscious or whatever. So then you at least know that's why I, I am salad person. I'm like, Oh, I'll bring, I'll bring a salad. And people are like, I'm like, no, I will. It, it's going to uh-huh. I'm going to eat it then. I don't care. But I do like Steve said, like with apples or 
pecans, candy pecans, goat cheese, or feta, pomegranate seeds. And like, that's when you can zhuzh it up, like make a champagne vinaigrette. Kick your salad See, my up friend, a notch. My friend Stacy makes a salad that she does. I haven't had in years with, um, I might've made it for you once with um, dried cherries and um, Granny Smith apples and a maple vinaigrette. And it's delicious, so goat mm. cheese, it's delicious. But would I put it out at Thanksgiving? Maybe. I personally wouldn't. I mm. personally wouldn't because so, my people don't eat salad. But yeah. <laughs> if you have Here's a salad family, do. sure. Yeah, and I come from a small salad, big everything else family. And mm-hmm. so if you did it as a starter, I guess, you know, it's like right before you started, you know, one of your seven courses was, was the salad course. Yeah. That's tasty. Mm-hmm. Bring on the good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's more, I agree with you on if it's coursed out or if it's family served family style or buffet style, put out a salad, don't dress it. And if people don't eat it, then it's not dressed and you can eat it the next day like whatever i just i don't want to feel guilty because my skinny cousin in the corner is having her salad and i'm like you know give me more of that you know garlic and oil pasta you never have to feel guilty those are your choices you're making oh i don't no i know you don't yeah it was a for instance yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. um Mm -hmm. okay josh from instagram writes i love cooking and making things from scratch but what are some of your favorite holiday shortcuts when making a large meal simpler? Shortcuts. I have feelings on this. Yeah. Mm, yeah. No. If you're cooking for the holidays, there are no shortcuts. You're <laughs> taking on this project and you're going to cook disagree. for, I don't know, two weeks. You're going to be cooking for this thing. Yeah. Because you're cooking with the love. You don't want to say, well, I took a shortcut here. No, no. You slaved <laughs> over that stove. You were chopping vegetables since Tuesday. <laughs> and here you are with this perfect meal bon appetit family okay yeah i'm going to agree with that i think if you're signing on then you're you're in you're all in and if you're just tasked with bringing a side dish to dinner you are still all in because you want to have that side dish that everybody's talking about later right and you don't want to have to say yeah it's like got a you know i bought this thing at the store and put it in there it's like no no yeah. No, no. You so, you held that thing. You loved, you gave it, you gave it love. You made it happy before you threw it into the pan. Mm-hmm. I don't know how, but you did. And you know, as but you're you driving did. home, people are saying like, what? He couldn't make fresh bread. Is that going to, that's so difficult? Throw it in the bread oven. so hard. Come on now. Yeah. Right. Right. Oh, you bought the store brought breadcrumbs? Well, you couldn't make your own. It's easy. You toast it. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. So I'm in, I'm in the opposite club with you two. I think that there are a couple of shortcuts that I feel if it makes you less stressed and you're able to enjoy the whole process a little bit better, I embrace it. Like, uh, rather than doing elaborate appetizers, get some really good cheese, go to the cheese market or your whole foods or something like that, get some really good cheese and then put it out with some dried fruit, some nice bread from that's freshly baked from the bakery and do it that way. Right. Like, or I have no problem getting some, you know, shrimp, throwing them in, boiling them really quick, making your own shrimp cocktail, getting a cock pre-made cocktail sauce, zhuzh it up. There you go. Mm. 
You know what I mean? Think, oh, stop it. Right, things like so that. Like here's the, the thing. those no, things no, no, no. I'm okay with. That, uh, that makes total sense to me. I thought you were talking about go to the store and just, you know, buy buy something like prepackaged and just rip off the cover and there you go. There's your shortcut. Yeah, no. That's what I thought too. But I will Because I'm not say... going to make my own cheese, although, right. you know. You could. Apparently you're willing to make know. your own breadcrumbs. So. Well, yeah. <laughs> so I would. She makes also... her own butter. I know, but yeah, I she's churning it right now as we speak. Uh, no, I yeah. did. I made my own butter and buttermilk. It was great. Yeah. Of course you did. Of course yeah. you did. The thing I have no problem with no problem with is buying pre-made really good. There's only one brand I will buy pre-made puff pastry. I have no problem with you buying a pre-made really good pie crust. It's okay. It's okay by me. I give you permission to do that. Other things. ah, You do you, but I'm with you guys on if I'm bringing something to someone's house, I'm making, and it's one thing I'm making that from scratch and you are going to talk about it. You're right. going to talk about how damn good that was. And right. I'm going to make sure there's extra love put in that. Right. But if so, you're talking about like slicing up some cheese and like, you know, a little shrimp a or whatever, like that, that's fine. Yeah. yeah. Charcuterie. Yeah, fine. exactly. Like that's yeah. easy. But yeah. that's what yeah. I mean though. Like you need to even, you got to give yourself a break somewhere, right? Like, yeah, because you can't expect somebody to be making all these little tartlets and something no. else and then something else. And then, no. you know, it snowballs from there. Like you said, Steve, no. you'll be cooking for the rest of your life just for Thanksgiving. That's true. You go to you go to Trader Joe's and you make a charcuterie board with those truffle Marcona almonds that are so good that I can't take it. And uh, a bunch of wrapped up meats. Delicious. There you go. Almonds and meats. Yeah. So you don't have to make your own pepperoni is what we're saying. No, but you have to make your own breadcrumbs. Yeah. Yes. And fresh bread. Yes. Fresh bread is so fast. It's so fast. So easy. We've perfected the fresh bread. We really have. It's good. Yeah. Do you have, do you have a recipe we can link in the show notes? Yeah, we do. absolutely. Okay. And we've tested many, but this is the best. And it's it's the consistent. easiest, the fastest, and the most delicious. Okay. Yeah. Done. But of and course, I've... the secret is always in the flour. Yes. <laughs> Steve, how many Don't flowers do you have on my now? Flour. How many do you have now? Uh, Wait, I did you get a new flour. one? Uh-huh. I got yeah. cake flour, which I, I didn't have. And um, oh, when we were doing the, we had a, a, a brief stint in a Mediterranean diet that lasted about two and a half weeks. And uh, I got, um, I think whole wheat flour, I think. Uh-huh. Never opened the box. Yeah. Well, you got semolina too now. Oh, I've got semolina. Does that count as flour? I guess. Yeah, does. sure. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah. so about uh, seven flours now. Wow. And flour yeah. does go bad. So make sure you check those. Expiration I've already replaced dates. it. Yeah. 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 Well, she's mm-hmm. got me looking for maggots for some reason. So it's in flour. <gasps> that was very bad. That was a bad time. That was a very bad time. <laughs> what I was happened? Cookies. I was making cookies with my friend. We were in like eighth grade or ninth oh, grade at her house, making cookies, put the flour in, put in everything else, started mixing the dry ingredients. And then they started moving. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, this is not, no, it's not going to happen. No. Well, uh, sure, protein, but we decided uh, against it. And so now I I just came. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. No, No. everything is stored in an airtight container. I no no paper bags of flour in my house. Everything's in a container. No, everything's in a container. I transfer everything. 
jars, whatever, but nothing's in it. Clear box plastic. Or... Sherry needs to see exactly what's going on in there. Well, that's yes. what I have now. I just have to put the stuff in the, the containers. How long have you had them? What a while now. How long? I think I got them in, I want to say February. Are they out of the box yet? They're out of the hallway. They're in the kitchen. So if they move from Steve's hallway, for anyone who wants to know, Steve has a lot of things in his hallway that need to move from Steve's hallway to- The microwave just came out finally. The final destination. I mean, you've had things in that hallway for decades. Well, I wouldn't say decades, but- Wait a minute. You, know. you just found a table that we bought- oh, that table. I, I know. I know. And how long ago has that been? I was living in Cambridge. Six, seven years. No, no longer than that. Longer than that. <laughs> nine nine <laughs> I've been years. Sherry's been out of Cambridge for yeah. 2012. 2011, I moved out of Cambridge. Yeah. There you go. Ten, Ten years. years. Ten years. Well, what but about it was the before thing that. you were telling me that you had from your nephew? You gave your you had a present for your nephew that you never gave him. My That's niece. been decades. Your niece. It was Sorry, my niece. niece. It was, yeah, That's I'm gonna put that on years. eBay. Oh, she says every year at this time and doesn't. I never do. No. They're just sitting on the steps to the attic. Steps. There we go. See, it was something else. I knew it was something else. You and it's I were on talking the steps one day. The attic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. Decades. It was the American Girl Spa Center. If anyone listening would like to uh, <laughs> bid on it, it cost me 50 bucks. Yours today, $49.99. Vintage, still in box. Still in box. In box and wrapper. <laughs> and wrapper. And it says happy birthday to his niece on it. So it's a bonus. All right. What are you guys I'll making right now at home? Uh, nothing. Cause I don't have a kitchen. Where's your kitchen? I bought, I bought, <laughs> I got new appliances. I got new Girl, appliances. Girl, you bougie. So. Well, Sherry got a raise. Sherry it, got had a raise. To, it had to be done. I did not get a refrigerator though, because there's a lot of stress around that, but there is a new oven um, and dishwasher and microwave waiting to be installed in my kitchen. Um, so my plumber is coming tomorrow and milo is coming tonight to help me put up the microwave so shout out to milo so, i knew we'd shout get out one. to milo Hello. um so yeah we're, we're not we haven't done anything in the past three weeks and i don't know if we have anything planned yes we yeah. do but we do planned we are we are making coco van <gasps> can oh. i come in on that one yes yeah okay. so when's so, that next this week or next week well here's the thing probably oh, next week Okay. Sherry yeah. found out that um, we wanted to do Julia Child's um, original Coco Vaughn yeah. recipe. And apparently floating around the internet are versions of it. So they say, go get the book from the library. Mm -hmm. So I ordered it from the library, but then I didn't pick it up because I don't travel. But I'll have to travel again because I might have it gone. I'm oh, pretty sure have I it? have it. Yeah, I'll look downstairs. Ooh. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's that's the one that we wanted to make. And that will be yeah. that will be nice because it'll be breaking in my new oven. Ooh, I love this for us. Okay, so not not this week, next week, next Friday. Yes. Coco no, Saturday. Saturday. Coco Vaughn. Or Sunday. Right. Or Sunday. Either one. Uh, I Sunday. I have an appointment on Saturday. Okay, perfect. Well, all of this is getting edited out of the book. <laughs> Why? It's so fascinating. Okay, we'll Which leave it. Which day in, we're then. gonna cook. Coco Vaughn, and then we'll report back. <laughs> All right, you guys, last question. Or do you want to promote yourself? Do you have anything to promote? Steve, do you want to promote anything you're doing? Uh, I've got a new podcast uh, with my friend Jenny Butts. It's called Networking is No Joke. And where we talk about uh, business networking. And of course, we start with a dad joke. Oh, I love that. 
just to lighten the mood and give you what's been to the tell best dad joke a, so far well it's funny um sherry okay. we so generally jenny tells me the joke and i react to it so i don't hear any of the jokes she comes up with all of them and uh we had to do a re-record on one because somebody's microphone wasn't working well not me hers. anyway um <laughs> and so <laughs> She had to change the joke and to change the joke, which was the joke that I was going to use when I was going to turn the tables on her. And it is this, what do you call a hen staring at a pile of lettuce? What? Chicken sees a salad. God, that's so that's funny. And you tell it in a New York accent. That's so Chicken sees a salad. Awesome. All right. We'll link that in the show notes. Sherry, anything you want to promote or any organizations you want to give a shout out to or restaurants in Salem or in Cambridge? Oh, you know, I'm going to, so I will say Ledger is always just the best. If you're in Salem, go to Ledger. It's delicious. I take, um, I take everybody there for their mm-hmm. first time visiting. Um, and this weekend, this past weekend with my mother in town, um, we did go to the clam shack out at the willows, which best fried clams. Best yeah, fried it's, clams. Good. it's a throwback for sure. It's a throwback and you know, but it's, it's beautiful. You can't, you can't go wrong with the willows. It's lovely up there and you know, mm. fresh fried clams. It's, lovely. it's just perfect. It's of the course, best. With my family, you're eating them at 1130 in the morning. So begrudgingly. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, last question, last question, last question. I asked it the first time. I asked it the second time for Sherry. I'm asking oh. it a third time. If COVID wasn't a thing, which it's really not anymore, and you had all the money in the world, where are you going and what are you eating? Steve. Uh, I'm going to uh, restaurant Gordon Ramsay in London. Love that adventure for you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm. That would be fun. That's- that's a really good one, especially in the fall and winter too. That'd be cozy. Yep. Uh, I've answered this twice. Yeah. What am I going to say this time? It's the last time Steve said a steak from like his past. So this was a really good one for Steve. You like that? Yeah. yeah. It was. Travel- yeah. Traveling this yeah. time. This time he's traveling. Tra- and he just said he won't travel to get the, the library books. So this is a huge commitment and leap for our Steve. Right. Mm-hmm. I would have to get, of course, my passport because I don't have one. Yes, there's that. I mean, honestly, with the extent of my travel these days, um, there's a restaurant in Beverly that I've been dying to go to called Frank's. (laughs) For anyone who's listening, Sherry lives in Salem. Beverly is literally maybe five minutes away. Maybe. Next town over. Next town over. But um, Frank is, um, it's the guy who used to um, cook at uh, Les Paliers. Oh, yeah. Um, So I, yeah. If anybody wants to go to Frank and you're in the North Shore, Massachusetts area, I'll have Sherry go up. She will I'll go. go. She, and I will. she will split the bill. <laughs> I am a good dinner guest. Yes, we split it 50 yeah. 50. There you go. Trying yeah. conversation yeah. and, um, you know, and good food. What could you go wrong? You yeah, can. and she's beautiful. She's, she's something to look at across the table. Let me tell you, I've done it many, many yeah. times. I would uh, argue with you on that, but thank you. <laughs> No, I love you. All right, you kids. Thank you so much for coming on and helping our listeners out with all these holiday questions. You two are the best and you never disappoint. I adore you both. Thank you. This was fun. Thank you. Super fun. Happy cooking, happy holidays, and I'll see you guys later. Bye. See you for Coco Vaughn.
Sherry and Steve, thank you guys so much for coming on the podcast and helping me help our listeners with all of their holiday questions. And in case you want to know, we did do Coco Vaughn. I did post a picture of it on my uh, photography Instagram account, Elizabeth Fuller Photography, as well as this past Monday on the Let's Go on a Food Adventure Instagram account. It came out delicious. We had a ton of fun. Highly recommend it. And I, of course, will put it in the show notes. Go to my website for everything, elizabethrfuller.com. Tag me in all of your food adventures on Instagram at Let's go on a food adventure. And of course, of course, of course, make some yummy food for each other this weekend. Lead with kindness and happy, happy holidays. I will see you next Friday for a mini episode. And until then, have a wonderful Thanksgiving and I will see you soon. Bye.